Hello, and welcome back to True Crime Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and of course, I brought Andy with here with me today. I'm, I mean, of course, yeah. of course at this point? Of course. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, You're I'm welcome. for the confidence. <laughs> you, are, you are now finally a, a, a full member of the show, Andy. I've got tenure. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. You've been for a long time. But we are doing something for the first time on the show, uh, and you get to be a part of it. <gasps> Yay! We are recovering a case. <gasps> Woo! Remix! Although, although uh, when we covered Gypsy Rose before, Lauren and I, it was on Patreon. So, this is the only time we've covered Gypsy Rose on the free platform, so I'm making an exception. Okay, okay. And also, you know, she was just released, so that makes sense. Hot topic. Hot topic. <laughs> you see what you gotta do? It's not enough just to do interesting cases anymore. They have to be hot too, Andy. Yeah, they mean, you gotta it's, stay fresh, Michael. It's a dog-eat-dog world out here. Listen, we gotta stay fresh. Speaking of fresh, oh my god, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> no, wait, too, too early. Too soon? We'll Good get back segue. to that. We'll I get liked back it. to that. I liked it. <laughs> but no, guys, today we're talking about Gypsy Rose Blanchard, and of course, about how she murdered her mother, Dee Dee. Um, if you're unfamiliar, back in 2015, Gypsy was a sick teenager working with her boyfriend. They brutally stabbed her mother to death in their home in Springfield, Missouri. Well, more he did. Uh, but Gypsy had lived her entire life being told by her mother that she had life-threatening illnesses and that she needed constant care. From her mother, of course. But eventually, Gypsy wised up and learned as a teen that the diseases she had been fighting since childhood were actually all fabricated by Mama. Don't you love it, Andy? I mean, a mother's love, right? A mother's love. There's just nothing quite like it. There can never be there. right there. <laughs> no, I believe they call this uh, Munchausen syndrome by proxy, Andy. I think that's what this is called. I love how you can pronounce that right, but you get crap for Galifianakis wrong. Yeah. Did I get it wrong? What did I say? <laughs> I just remember that was one of the comments on YouTube. It was like, how can no one pronounce Galifianakis' name right? What like, did I, did I say it wrong? Galifianakis. I think, yeah. I, I, is it Galifianakis? I think it's Knackis. Whatever. You gotta get more than Knack. Mm-hmm. He's What's from a, North Carolina. Well, right. <laughs> He's not from Boston. Hey, I'm from North Carolina. I know how to speak Galifianakis. 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 fuck off. <laughs> Anyways, go check out our episode on the uh, the Masterminds heist. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, Masterminds, uh, starring Zach Galifianakis, obviously. Uh, but yes, that, that is based on a true story, if you weren't aware, and we covered that case a couple weeks ago. But... Back to Gypsy here. Oh, but first, Andy, uh, I think I should define Munchausen syndrome. Sy- <laughs> I can't, can't say it twice. Gotcha. I can't say it twice. <laughs> I think I should uh, define Munchausen syndrome by proxy first. Don't you think, Andy? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Right. That is when one person believes that another individual is sick, despite no medical diagnosis or any actual symptoms. Yeah, that well, the by proxy thing is because it's somebody else. They do have exactly. Munchausen syndrome where you just think that you are sick despite no medical diagnosis or no symptoms. Exactly, like, like a hypochondriac. Like an extreme hypochondriac, not just like okay. thinking, oh, I might be catching a cold or, oh, like, oh, I think you, you got me sick. Like, oh, yeah. no, I am I am convinced that I have cancer, I have and, cancer. I am, and I'm going it's, to get it's radiation. It's always the big C. Yeah. Yeah. I think some people do that just because they're like, that's worst case scenario. If I just live like I got cancer... What's the big deal? What's the worst that could happen? You get cancer? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't... Man- careful. If that thought manifesting shit is real, you know? Or yeah. if this is a simulation, and you I mean, keep manifesting that stuff into your simulation, you gotta be careful. It's like the same mentality as when I just, like, chain-smoking Marlboros, so it's like, listen, if I just think I got cancer, what's the chance <laughs> of me getting cancer? <laughs> <laughs> right? That wouldn't happen. It's in a wilderness shit the not existing. Exactly. <laughs> but anyways, Andy, you keep distracting me. Back to Gypsy. The reason we are covering Gypsy is because she was recently released from prison a few weeks ago. And we thought, you know, why not revisit this one and see how we feel about the case a few years later. And, of course, now we get to see how Andy feels about it. I have opinions, Michael. And I would love to hear them. Oh, that's a first. I would... But guys, if you want to check out uh, the original episode we did back in 2019, it is available on Patreon on the $2 tier. And I think it is episode number 32. Patreon exclusive number 32 is released on November 13th, 2019. So we will link the uh, link to that episode below the description of this episode. So you guys can check that out. But Andy, I think that's about it, man. I think we need to go ahead and get into the nitty gritty of it. Let me roll that intro. Please. So, uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard made worldwide headlines when she was convicted of orchestrating her mother's murder in 2015, claiming that she did it to escape a lifetime of relentless child abuse. 
You were released from prison just a week ago. You say that prison changed you. Um, prison, prison actually was actually very um, helpful for me. Um, I, I always say that if I didn't go to prison, I don't think that I would have acclimated to the outside world as easily as I have now. Gypsy Rose, you suffered for years as a victim of uh, Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Your mother, Dee Dee, tricked everyone, doctors, your family, the community, into believing you were chronically ill when in fact you were perfectly healthy. Uh, she claimed you had leukemia, muscular dystrophy, forced you to shave your head, use a wheelchair, insert a feeding tube. Um, you know, my mindset was very, um, very submissive. I always wanted to please my mom. If I did something that she didn't like, she would take away her love. When all a child wants is love. Mm -hmm. So playing off your very existence and your instincts, she manipulated you from the day you were born. Mm -hmm. I have to live with those things now. I have to live with the scars on my body and look in the mirror and know where that came from. Why didn't you try telling a family member or the police maybe that you weren't sick? Why resort to murder? Well, you know, I did try to run away, and I talk about this in the documentary. Um, I talk about the first time that I tried to run away from home. Within four hours, I got as far as it's outside of town. And within four hours, she brought me back to the home, chained me to the bed, left me there for two weeks, two weeks without a lot of food, water. I had to urinate on myself or in a bucket. But I'm like, you know, she was my mom. And I miss her, even though everything she, that she did to me, she was still my mother. I had spent 24 years of my life with her. All right, Andy. So let's start with something light for this case, shall we? The appetizer? Yeah, just a little Facebook post. That's oh, all. Okay, that's, cool, a, that's, cool. what, that's how we're going to start this one. Uh, a Facebook post that was posted allegedly by Gypsy Rose on June 14th, 2015. And it said, quote, that bitch is dead. I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so fucking loud. LOL. End quote. Uh, well, at least it, at least it was LOL. At least I mean, it was LOL. I mean, so. So first impressions. Okay, ha ha. So first impressions, you see this on, on your Facebook feed. Uh, what do you think? Um, someone's quoting emo music. Yes. But I'm assuming you're going to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> so wrong, Andy. You couldn't be Damn it. any wronger. Uh, but friends and family responded believing that she had either been hacked or someone had hurt her and her mother, Dee Dee. But they couldn't imagine someone hurting either of them. But the assault on Gypsy really had to be hard to believe because Gypsy allegedly at this time suffered from more than a few ailments, including leukemia, asthma, muscular dystrophy, and had the mental capacity of a seven-year-old due to brain damage as a result of her uh, premature birth. All this was according to her mother, of course. Oh, and also she was paralyzed from the waist down. Oh, and a feeding tube. Of course, a feeding tube. A feeding we, tube we also talk, in there. Yes, we will talk much about the feeding tube. God, the, the air quotes in this episode are going to be so hard to mistake. They, they're <laughs> they're going to be so hard to miss. They're going to be prevalent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so later that night, sheriff's deputies in Greene County, Missouri found the body of Dee Dee Blanchard face down in the bedroom of her house just outside of Springfield. She was lying on the bed in a pool of blood from obvious stab wounds, and there was no sign of Gypsy whatsoever, although her wheelchair and medications were still in the house. So the police thought she had been abducted, and obviously the people who took her had no idea of her conditions, right? Mm, and yeah. I mean... I mean, God, they must be dragging her around, and then she has none of her medications. Or they just didn't care about her conditions. It, well, obviously, yeah. obviously. But a GoFundMe account was set up to pay for Dee Dee's funeral expenses right away, and possibly Gypsy's. Everybody who knew the Blanchards feared the worst. Even if Gypsy wasn't harmed, they believed that she'd be helpless without her wheelchair, her medications, her oxygen tanks, and her feeding tube. But eventually, a friend of the family told police about Gypsy having a secret online boyfriend. She showed them some screenshots that she took, which included his name, Nicholas Godijan. Godijan. Am, am I pronouncing that right, Andy? I, I don't want to yes. get any bitter comments. I believe you are. I don't think his agent's coming for us. I, I hope not. So, what the police did here was they just asked Facebook to trace the IP address of the post from Mr. Godijan, and it turned out to be in Wisconsin. And the next day, police in Waukesha County raided the Gudajan's home. And guess who they find, Andy? 
Oh, Michael, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you there because I'm, I'm. I think we're gonna get some comments on Waukesha. I think that's uh, Waukesha. Is it Waukesha. Oh, I think that's Waukesha. 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 <laughs> 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 it's like someone telling well, a cashier to leave. I'm, very, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're here, Andy. I'm glad you're here. I just don't want. I was I, gonna stop. Listen, and, I just don't want to get the anger. Pronunciation. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't want the Wisconsinans on me. Dude. I don't want those cheeseheads to be angry I with do us. Not, no, I don't want those Packers after me, bro. No, man. Go pack. Go. Come on, guys. Uh-uh. Waukesha, right? Waukesha. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I think I remember that from the Making a Murderer thing. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the the thing no, in Making a Murderer? I think you're murderer? right. I'm most likely wrong in that pronunciation. I just walk a shawl. I did not do my due diligence, and it's been a while since I've I've looked into this. Listen, case. we're gonna sorry, say. Wisconsin. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Guess who they find there, Andy? Mm, I don't even think uh, I want to guess. It, it was Gypsy. Oh, okay, good. That was yeah, my second yeah. guess. But in announcing the news, Green County Sheriff Jim Arnott claimed that things are not always what they appear. Okay. Some foreshadowing there for you, Andy. Okay, okay. The media in Springfield started reporting the truth of the Blanchards' lives. The fact that Gypsy had never been sick, she could walk, and that her mother made her pretend otherwise, using physical abuse to control her. Arnott urged people not to donate any money to the family until they learned the extent of the scam that Dee Dee was pulling. So during interrogation, Nicholas Godijohn admitted to having a strange online relationship with Gypsy that in his words, got out of control. He admitted to killing Dee Dee and said he did it because Gypsy asked him to. But to be far, he also said that he had multiple personalities, Andy. So I mean, that's such it's a... It's like, the guy that murdered her, is he even here in this interrogation? It's like, oh, do you want to talk to, you want to, talk to Greg? Hold on, uh, hold on, hold, hold on, on, hold on. Greg. Greg, okay. Greg. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have to summon him? I, I don't know. This is not funny. I shouldn't make No, I don't this. think this guy actually has... This is one of those quick excuses this, this no, like teenager came up with. It's not a funny disorder. This is somebody who... This is a teenager who came up with an excuse out of, the, like, out of his ass. Like, oh, no, I... That's a that's a multiple personality of mine that I have. You're like... Yeah. I think you just... You were... You, uh... He just you wanted misread. to get the insanity plea. Yeah, you misread yeah. the situation. But Gypsy, on the other hand, who walked into the police station, by the way, initially denied that she had anything to do with her mother's murder. And she did her best to act genuinely shocked when she heard the news, Andy. You know, she oh. put on a she put on a very shocked face. Oh my god! I could I, I I would have loved to have seen her actually rehearsing this part right here, just in the mirror, like yeah. Okay, is it is it is it hands to the mouth? Is it okay? Is it hands to the side of the face? Or is it mm. is it palms? To, hold on, is it is it silent screen? <laughs> it's always a safe bet. Go ahead and cover the whole face, just in case you're not convincing. Just yeah, cover okay. your whole face. Just pa- face and palms, head down. Yeah, you count could to be ten laughing for all for all they know. Yeah, count to ten. Exactly, it's a good number of mourning. <laughs> right, right. But Gypsy and Nicholas were charged with murder and felony armed criminal action, uh, mostly Nicholas. And after their arrest and press conference, the whole story started to become so much clearer. So, if you haven't heard this story, get ready to have your socks rocked, because Gypsy wasn't actually unwell. Her mother had been lying about her symptoms, Andy. Mm. Experts say that Dee Dee's behavior stemmed from mental disorder, Munchausen syndrome by proxy, which we mentioned earlier, which basically Dee Dee would fabricate her daughter's ill health in order to receive attention, sympathy, and of course, money. I mean, that's always a good, that's always that little, like, last little factor, right? It's yes. like, oh, the sympathy, oh my God, the attention. Oh, money? Really? Oh, oh thank you. Oh, money. we can get grants for this? Oh, cool. Oh, Gosh, great. Disney vacation? Amazing. Yeah, great. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So let's let's start at the beginning with Gypsy here. So to get the whole extent of what brought her to have her mother killed in such a brutal way. Because yeah. at, at first glance, you're like, oh my God. This is a like, violent attack. Extremely violent. Yeah. And random. Unforeseen. Like she had no idea of this boy's existence, much less mm-hmm. that he was going to kill her that night. But Gypsy Rose, who was born in 1991, was just a baby when Dee Dee claimed that she had sleep apnea. Gypsy's father, Rod, seemed to be around less and less as Gypsy got older. The, quote, worse Gypsy got, uh, the less Rod was around. And eventually, Dee Dee and Gypsy just moved away from him completely. I think also Rod was an obstacle for Dee Dee, Andy. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't buy all her bullshit about Gypsy. He's like, what are you talking about? She's she's breathing fine in her sleep. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was just calling her bullshit, and she was just not having it. Yeah, he was actually questioning her and being like, no, we don't have to go to the doctor. She doesn't have to go to the doctor. She doesn't need... Like, did you not hear what the doctor said? He said right. she was fun. Like, she's the kind of she was the kind of person who was like, oh, I need to get a second opinion, and like then yeah. she would probably go take her somewhere by herself. But like, well, this doctor said it was this. He's like, uh, so what do you yeah. think? 
I just wonder, like, what sparked this idea with Dee Dee? Like, was she watching some reality show about mothers with special needs children and and their struggle, but also seeing all the things that they get and was like, man, this could be a job. I really don't know. I think it's it really becomes like a it's mental crazy. disorder. It's it, I, I I believe it does become a genuine mental disorder where she she genuinely starts to believe these things. It's not so much that she's all she's constantly aware of the con because she is aware that she's conning. But people. those people that have that disorder genuinely believe that their loved one is sick. Correct. Yes. I don't think Dee Dee believed that. I think she knew she wasn't sick, Andy. Yeah. I think she was just trying to get it to get have her be that way so they could get things and she wouldn't have to work. She would have an excuse. Yeah. Everything possibly. would be paid for. I think that's a good... That's She I, met Miranda Lambert because of it, for Christ's sake. Well, that settles everything. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, it is a, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's because you don't have Didi to, in, to, to interview anymore. You don't have Didi no. to actually run any kind of real psychological profiles on. You can't really see where Didi was thinking afterwards. All you have is what, you know, Gypsy has said. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, but then again, you do have like... Her legitimate family members who grew up her entire life thinking that believing these things about Gypsy, like her mom told her like siblings these things, told yeah. her like aunts and uncles, like these people all believe that this girl was this way from birth. Like to well, an extent, uh, of course. What else are they going to believe? They're not going to go against their their family member that way. You ever try to tell a family member how to raise their kids, Andy? It, do- <clears throat> it doesn't go over well at all. Nope, never has, <laughs> never will, never will. Uh, But according to Gypsy's dad, Rod, by the time Gypsy was three months old, her mother was convinced that she suffered from sleep apnea and began consistently taking her to the hospital. There were repeated overnight stays with sleep monitors and other tests which found absolutely no sign of sleep apnea. He also states that Dee Dee became convinced that Gypsy had a wide range of health issues, which she blamed on an unspecified chromosomal disorder. You know, that's always a good go-to. It's a chromosomal disorder, Andy. Yeah, just when you can't think of another name I, for anything. You know, the, the chromosomes, and, they're, yeah. and, they're, and they're, they're mixed up and stuff. Yeah, it almost you know, reminds me, and the, this is a bad reference, but it reminds me of that scene in the Ringer movie with Johnny Knoxville when Brian Cox is like trying to get him into the Special Olympics. And like, yeah. they're like, okay, well, what condition does he have? And he's just like, I, you know, he's just... He's just look look at him. He's just, yeah. He's uh, he like doesn't know like an actual medical doc, like, actual medical condition to say. So he's just like you know he's just he's slow. He's uh, sometimes I think I should wear the helmet. You know I've completely forgot. To, yeah, he's got uh, uh, you know it's it's that thing. Like, you know chromos chromos some of the chromosomes. <laughs> Chromosome Heimers, man. Right. Um, but no. But when Gypsy was seven, she was riding on her grandfather's motorcycle, and they were involved in a minor accident. And Dee Dee saw this as another injury to exploit. Um, But all Gypsy suffered, really, was an abrasion to her knee, uh, which her mother said, though, was visible sign of injuries that would require several surgeries to treat properly, Andy. God, this was her 9-11. This was her mom's, like, (laughs) this, we are invading Iraq. Yes. (laughs) From then on, Gypsy, who had already been made to use a walker, was then confined to a wheelchair, even though she was plenty healthy enough to walk because of a knee scrape. She was confined to a wheelchair. That's what I was like. Like, bam, that's all I needed. We're going to take you to every doctor. We're going to get every procedure done. We're going to get rods in these legs. We are going to the Special Olympics, baby. Exactly. We're getting all the grants. Yeah, actually, in 2001, when Dee Dee claimed Gypsy was eight, she was actually 10, she was named the Honorary Queen of the Crew of Mid-City, a child-oriented parade held during Mardi Gras in New Orleans. And Gypsy seems to have stopped going to school after second grade, possibly even as early as kindergarten, according to some sources. I'm sure her mother would benefit getting her out as early as possible, right? Because you couldn't, there's no way when you're around all those other children, if you have the capability to get up out that chair and run, you're going to do it. Eventually. And if you feel like you can, you know what I mean? Imagine the things that she could possibly say to people, say yeah. to her teacher. Oh right? yeah, she doesn't want her Say having to, friends and having those, those alone not. times with other adults and other teenagers or any other kids to where no. she might accidentally say something that no. might slip up. Anytime, or... anytime Gypsy was in the presence of someone else, Dee Dee was there. Oh yeah, anytime. she has to control the narrative. Yeah. So naturally, her mother homeschooled her after that, supposedly because her illnesses were so severe. Uh, but Gypsy managed to learn to read on her own through Harry Potter books. It's a great way to learn to read, actually. That's, I mean, you might learn with an accent, but there's, still. <laughs> there's worse ways to learn to read, honestly. Um, but meanwhile, Gypsy's father, Rod, had remarried, and Dee Dee moved in with her father and stepmother. 
Now, later, her stepmother claimed that Dee Dee poisoned their food with Roundup weed killer, leading her to her own chronic illnesses. Also, while Dee Dee was staying with her father and stepmom, she was arrested for several minor offenses, including writing bad checks. Okay, so she's having money problems. So the the, the stakes are more dire now, Andy, yeah. right? She's ready to up the ante, and I don't think she can really do that with Gypsy with other witnesses around. Well, I think this also does attest to her, like, n- her weird mental state of, like, wanting so badly for other people around her to be sick so that she has to be their caretaker, she has to be the person that everybody relies uh, on. Like, even if she poisons them enough to where it's like not to kill them, I but to make them saying. sick enough, yeah. it's one more person who's now dependent on her. And then yeah. she can get their their bank account, their check stuff, they can get that money. That's, and that's an excellent point. She just wants to make them weak, so she's the superior one. It might it, yeah. it does it does it's attest funny, to that. It's funny that she preyed on her stepmother mm. and not and not her father, right? Her Very fa- true. But I mean, but I mean, you she know. may have been poisoning both of them, and it may have just like it, it, we don't know. Right. It may right. have just uh, it may have just gotten to her stepmother more, and we don't know. But like I said, if it, if it was her trying to like well, weaken them and make them sick and make the, give her a chronic illness, then that leads to like that does give a, a point to like the Munchausen syndrome. Like, oh, she believes people are sick, and she's going to make sure they're sick. So but that in this sense, she's yeah, she's making sure they're sick. All right. Yeah, but making sure. It's like I just don't think that is. I don't think that's the right classification for this lady. But I'm, I'm a, what do I know? I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm a podcast. I don't know. And like I said, we can't. But, no one can interview Dee Dee. We can never get a real psych profile on Dee Dee. Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, but Dee Dee's father and stepmother began to regularly confront her about her treatment of Gypsy and questioned her about her role in her stepmother's health as well. And she left with Gypsy immediately for a town called Slidell. Her uh, stepmother's health returned to normal shortly after she left. Actually, it's like getting mold treatment. A little fun fact for you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, when Gypsy was eight years old, Dee Dee described her as suffering from leukemia and muscular dystrophy and said she required a wheelchair and a feeding tube. Now, the list of medical problems only grew and would go on to include seizures, asthma, and hearing and visual impairments. Due to Dee Dee's actions, Gypsy was prescribed a litany of medications and had to sleep using a breathing machine. Of course, you know, because of her sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Andy, she's had that since birth, you know? True. I mean, come on. Dee Dee also put her through multiple surgeries. Um, she had surgeries and procedures on her eyes and had her salivary glands removed, Andy. Oh, it's like a, it's like a reptile what? or something. Why would you do that? What? Yeah, because it was almost like she she had been medicating Gypsy up to a point to like keep her na- like almost sedated to a point. Right. And she was drooling a lot, and it was like almost like a problem for Dee Dee. Right, exactly, exactly. So she just wanted to have her glands removed altogether. And see, Dee Dee had just enough like nursing... Mm-hmm. education just enough to be dangerous. Yep. You know what I mean? She knew the terminology. She knew how to speak to doctors. She knew what symptoms they were looking for. She knew what and things she knew to word say. word for word. Exactly. So if I say these specific symptoms, it will then make the doctor think it's this. Exactly. And they'll prescribe something for this. Exactly. And she was just making her worse and worse on purpose. And when Gypsy's teeth rotted out, probably due to her medications, missing salivary glands, or just straight up neglect, they were all pulled out. I mean, if you, I've, I mean, I don't know if you reference this at all, but if you've, if you've seen any clips from that, the movie, The Act, about this whole story, she talks about how she would like it when she thought when her mom told her she was like allergic to sugar her whole life. Yeah. And then she finds out she's not. She was like sneaking out like in the middle of the night to like eat a bunch of sugary treats and stuff, and she started uh, getting cavities. Ah, yeah. So then her mom just has her teeth pulled. Like, Damn. yeah, almost like as a punishment. It it's, was it's, a punishment. Yeah, it was. Let's not let's not play. She, I mean, she sugarcoated it. However. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, but in the Blanchard home was a closet filled with hundreds of medications. Dee Dee had doctors put a feeding tube in Gypsy's stomach so she could give Gypsy medication as she slept. God, that's a rough scene in that movie, oh too. Oh, my gosh. The feeding tube scene where like the doctor's like, I don't think you need this. She's like, well, I want my mom to be happy. It's Ooh. like, ugh. That's that's tough. My mom needs me. Yeah, it's a, it's a a that movie is tough, guys. If you watch the movie The Act, it's... Apparently it's pretty spot on, but it's it's a tough it's a tough movie to watch. Yeah, it was. But in public, Dee Dee appeared to be a charming, devoted mother. You know what I'm saying? Like people believed her. They believed that she was that she would do the right thing. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you most people like to think about parents. They think that I mean, why would they put their own child in danger? Yeah, right. Why would they do that on purpose? You also have to, uh, if you look back at pictures too, you have to think that Dee Dee also dressed Gypsy to even make her look more sick. 
Right. Like she has her head shaved. She makes her dress in like a, you know, like a, a, a toboggan the whole time with like a oh, blanket yeah. over her. Makes her makes her wear no makeup, makes her look even more pale with big glasses, like makes yep. her look even more frail than she is. Yes. So she it's, does. She's it's very it's good all at it. an act. And also, uh, when Gypsy even was old enough to talk, Dee Dee instructed her not to volunteer any information during doctor's appointments. And she was always the one relaying Gypsy's fake medical history. She could not butt in whatsoever. Uh, when some of Dee Dee's family noticed that Gypsy didn't seem to need a wheelchair and started asking questions, Dee Dee and Gypsy moved away from them too. A doctor had mentioned the Ozarks were nice. So now we are in Missouri. Hmm. Okay. The awful house where it all went down. House of Horrors. We have so many houses of horrors on this show. So many, Andy. That's part of it. That's it's part like, of it. Like, I feel like it should be a whole Zillow category at this point. The reality of it is the hidden message is that horror can live in any house. I mean, this is That's a horror home. Part. This is not yeah. a horror house. This right. is a horror home. A horror home. <laughs> <laughs> but at first, Dee Dee and Gypsy lived in a rented home in Aurora in the southwestern part of the state. During their time there, Gypsy was honored by the Olay Foundation, which advocates for the rights of feeding tube recipients as its 2007 Child of the Year. And in 2008, Habitat for Humanity built them a home with a wheelchair ramp and hot tub in Springfield, Missouri. Hot tub? So naturally, they moved there, Andy. See? Perks of disease. I mean, you know, they're, like I said, they were, she was not doing this just out of freebies. I, I got to admit, she this get, is the she, first time. She was time, getting a few freebies, I mean. The first time I've ever heard of this, a scam at this level. I mean, to, to use your own child use to your this own level child for of your like, benefit. Yep. Yeah, to damn near torture your own child physically, mentally, emotionally for, yep. you know, your own benefit and your own, like, glorification. Yeah. yeah. She had it twisted, man. She had a story. The story of a single mother with a severely disabled daughter forced to flee Katrina's devastation. And she received a shit ton of medical attention for this. And the community would often pitch in to help them. The outpouring of support included lots of charitable contributions as well. They received free flights to see doctors in Kansas City, free trips to Walt Disney World, backstage passes to Miranda Lambert, as I mentioned earlier, where she was photographed with her uh, for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, at least you didn't see John Cena. Right. <laughs> it's never he's, a good sign so he busy, shows up. Right? <laughs> he, he has the most Make-A-Wish appointments, right? I mean, you tell yeah, me that? he has the... It's not a great number it's, to have. Not, well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really not fair, Andy. Yeah. It's like it's I said, just, John Cena has a... He's. I love the things he does. He's a wonderful person, but he has seen a lot of people right before their lost moments. But he's seen a lot of people on their deathbeds, though. Yeah. Because they wanted to see him, to exactly. be fair. Exactly. I mean, but you, can you see him, though? I don't think anybody can see him truly. Yeah, I mean, does it really count? All these make a wish like appearances because if they ha can they really see him? Ooh, I don't, this is for another show. <laughs> this is a higher thoughts uh, <laughs> for sure, at best. Uh, Rod Blanchard also continued to make monthly child support payments to Dee Dee, you know, uh, Gypsy's father, of twelve hundred a month, as well as sending Gypsy gifts and occasionally talking to her on the phone. During one call on her 18th birthday, he recalls Dee Dee telling him not to mention her daughter's real age since, quote, she thinks she's only 14. Mm. Again, that's another that thing. is she a red keeps, flag. She continuously keeps telling Gypsy that she has the, men, the uh, mental capacity of a seven-year-old. Right. So she's, she's trying to gaslight her into thinking that she's confused all the time. Also, if she delays her adulthood, she can continue to benefit off of having a child with issues. Yep. The longer the longer Gypsy is a keeps child. saying that she's a child and, yep. and backs that story up, yep. and the more re medical records you keep losing, yeah, very makes it pretty easy. Exactly. This is frustrating too. Uh, Gypsy's father Rod and his second wife, they all they tried to visit Gypsy all the time in Springfield, but it just never worked out. Dee Dee would always change plans at the last minute or find some reason to cancel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she told her neighbors in Springfield that Gypsy Rose's father was an abusive drug addict and an alcoholic who had never come to terms with his daughter's health issues and never even sent them any money. Exactly. I mean, why not? Why That just pads your case. Almighty. But most people who met Gypsy were charmed by her. She was only five foot. She had a nearly toothless mouth, large glasses, and high childlike voice reinforced the perception that she had all the problems that her mother said she did, like Andy said earlier. And she even wore wigs or hats to cover her bald head, and uh, which her mother regularly shaved, by the way, to mimic, you know, 
a chemotherapy patient. Mm-hmm. Telling her, oh, your medication is going to make your hair fall out anyway, so I'm just going to shave it to make it more uniform. Right. And if all that's not enough, anytime they left the house, you know, Dee Dee had the oxygen tank in pull, you know, and the, and the feeding tube, of course, you know, full of Pediasure. That's, that's for infants and kids. I mean, unless you're really hungover. Uh, well, well, that's yeah, Pedialyte. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. That's, that's Pedialyte. Pedialyte. Yeah. Pediasure is for, is for infants, right? I don't know. I know Pedialyte works like yeah, a probably charm. Probably toddlers. <laughs> probably toddlers. Yeah. Pedialyte's just, you know, it's just a great, uh, a great hydration technique there. But she was being fed Pediasure well into her 20s. Um, at times, Dee Dee used physical abuse to control her daughter, always holding her hand in the presence of others. She would give her a, you know, if, if Gypsy said the wrong thing in a conversation, she'd give her a little squeeze. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Get her back on the right track. And when the two were alone, Dee Dee would strike her with open hands or sometimes a coat hanger. Uh, medical interventions continued. Dee Dee had some of Gypsy's uh, saliva glands treated with Botox and then finally, like we said earlier, extracted altogether, allegedly to control her drooling, which Gypsy later claimed her mother had induced by using a topical anesthetic to numb her gums before doctor visits. Mm. But check this out. One doctor wasn't buying the BS. Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein. That sounds like a mad scientist. And he I love it. was not buying it, Andy. <laughs> Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein. <laughs> and my creation will walk the earth. Hey, I got, I got some quotes for you from Flasterstein. You can read them, okay? Uh, but he said, uh, he ordered some MRIs and some blood tests, and he found no abnormalities. And he was quoted as saying, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk. <laughs> He told Dee Dee on a follow-up visit after seeing Gypsy stand, and he saw her support her own weight. So that's what he told her afterwards. He's like, she's st- she's standing. Look she's at that. standing. She walks my lives. Walk, walk around, girl. <laughs> Flasterstein also uh, teased that Dee Dee wasn't a great historian. After contacting Gypsy's doctors in New Orleans, he learned that Gypsy's original muscle biopsy had come back negative, as well as her claim that all Gypsy's records had been destroyed by flooding. I mean, it was a logical explanation if this hadn't been in the 2000s. I mean, digital things had already been done. (laughs) Exactly. If he couldn't easily look into it. Uh, But Dr. Flasterstein, Flasterstein suspected the possibility of Munchausen syndrome by proxy. And Dee Dee tried to gain access to Flasterstein's notes and eventually just stopped taking Gypsy to see him. I mean, what? yeah, all together. This guy's yeah. just going to start questioning. She's yep. like, new what, doctor. What, what are you writing over there? <laughs> let, let, let me see that. Let me see. <laughs> no, you should. Let me tell you what to write. Hold on. Yeah, come here. <laughs> you, you don't have the Let me show you how I do it. You're not going to get the right medication. But uh, Flasterstein did not follow up by reporting Dee Dee to social services. He claimed that he had been told by other doctors to treat the pair with golden gloves and doubted the authorities would believe him anyways. What do you think that means with golden gloves? Like they were like a locally famous couple to an extent. It's like, oh yeah, take care of these people. Like treat them like they're almost like yeah. a celebrity. Yeah. He's like, I don't think they actually are. He's like, I, I'm not buying this. Well, they are if you like prescribing stuff and making money off insurance. Yeah, if you like being if you like being interviewed by the local news and like being on these person's uh, payroll, then yeah. Mm-hmm. But since 2001, Gypsy had attended science fiction and fantasy conventions. It was one of the few things her mother actually let her do. At an event in 2011, she made an escape attempt that ended when her mother found her in a hotel room with a man that she had met online. Again, Dee Dee produced the paperwork giving Gypsy's false younger birth date and threatened the man uh, to inform the police. Now, Gypsy recalls that afterwards, Dee Dee smashed her computer with a hammer and threatened to do the same to her fingers if she ever tried to escape again. She also kept Gypsy leashed and handcuffed to her bed for two weeks. Yeah, that's, a, that's another tight scene in that movie. I was talking about the act. That's, that's rough. a rough scene when her mom's like just breaking that computer and screaming at her and threatening her. It's like the first time Gypsy yeah. really like stands up to her mom, like stands up to her mom. And her mom right. really like drags her through the house in her wheelchair. Like it's it's a tight, it's a tough scene. I bet. But Dee Dee later told Gypsy that she'd filed paperwork with the police, claiming that Gypsy was mentally incompetent, leading Gypsy to believe that if she even tried to contact the police for help, they wouldn't even believe her. Mm -hmm. And in 2012, Gypsy was using the computer after her mother had gone to bed, and she made contact with Nicholas Godijan, a man around her age from Big Bend, Wisconsin. She said they met on a Christian singles group. It's like farmersonly.com. Oh, all my Christian friends. Have you seen that ad? Dude, I've noticed that like Hulu shows are like all dating app ads. 
I mean, what why the not? hell? It's like all these super specific dating apps. I don't think that's a good idea for Hulu. I think Hulu should promote single life. You don't want people sharing an account. <laughs> you want as many single people as possible. So you have sing- well, one many, of them as is many Hulu uh, subscriptions as possible. Don't promote dating apps, I Hulu. Can, I can't remember what it is, but one of them is a, is a Christian one. It's like a Christian mingles type thing or something <laughs> like that. But anyways, uh, go to John had some issues of his own, though. He had a criminal record for indecent exposure and a history of mental illness, stated at times to be either disassociative identity disorder or autism. Gypsy and Godajan discussed eloping and had even chosen names for potential children. They're planning a future together, Andy. Mm, as often teenage lovers do. But Gypsy and Godajan started flirting online, and their exchanges sometimes using BDSM elements, which Gypsy has claimed are more his speed than hers. The next year, Gypsy arranged and paid for Godajan to meet her mother in Springfield. Her plan was for him to just bump into her while she and Dee Dee were at a movie theater, both of them in costume, and then just apparently strike up a relationship that way. Then for her to introduce him to her mother, and then boom, Andy. It yeah. all makes sense now. This is how I met him. I met him here. Happy little meet cute. Yeah. Mm, we're we're, as we're often dating teenage now. lovers do. Uh, well, when they did meet in person for the first time, Go to John says that Gypsy led him to the bathroom where they had sex. Yeah, that's a, that's a, they do recant that. Like, there's actually a Dr. Phil interview where she talks about that incident where, like, he sat, like, behind them and she kept trying to, like, talk to him and her mom just got mad at her for talking to a stranger. Yeah. And, like, her mom just, like, drags her to a different part of the movie theater. And then she's like, well, I'm just gonna, I need to go to the bathroom. And she goes to the bathroom and then he gets up and, like, goes to get popcorn, but then they meet up in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Uh, however, Gypsy said uh, she didn't find Go to John quite as desirable in person as he had seemed online. Imagine that, Andy. What? What? Fake online? No, but she later said that he was uh, creepy. Actually, this is before uh, catfish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nonetheless, the two continued internet dating though, and began developing their plan to kill Dee Dee. She was like, "Okay, well, I can still use this guy." Yeah, this right? is where some of that manipulation yeah. stuff starts to come into play. Yeah, like, she's learned it. Some of the court, some of the opinions of Gypsy have kind of swayed back and forth, but uh-huh. this is where some of that manipulator stuff starts coming. Well, into she play. gets it honest, don't she? I mean, uh, but go to John returned to Springfield in June of 2015, arriving while Gypsy and her mother were away at a doctor's appointment. After they returned home and Dee Dee had gone to sleep, he went to the Blanchard house. Gypsy let him in and gave him duct tape, gloves, and a knife. She later claimed that she didn't expect him to be able to go through with it. Gypsy hid in the bathroom and covered her ears so she wouldn't have to hear her mother screaming. And it wasn't long before Go to John stabbed Dee Dee several times in her back while she was asleep. Then the two had sex in Gypsy's room took $4,000 in cash that Dee Dee had been keeping in the house, mostly from her ex-husband's child support checks, so Gypsy was probably aware of those, and fled to a motel outside of Springfield where they stayed for a few days while planning their next move. During that time, they were seen on security cameras at several local stores. Gypsy said at that point that she believed they got away with it. They mailed the murder weapon back to go to John's home in Wisconsin to avoid being caught with it, then took a bus there. Several witnesses saw the pair on their way to the Greyhound station and noted that Gypsy wore a blonde wig and walked unassisted. <laughs> so they, 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 they knew it was her. It's hilarious. Apparently they had to and, wait like two yeah. days to even get there because go to John is like, he's not an intelligent person. Let's get right, that right, right. Out, the, out of the yeah. gate. Like They were like, okay, we'll, we'll get rid of the murder weapon. We'll clean up. We'll go to this hotel. And mm-hmm. then we're going to like, we're going to take a bus back to my home in Wisconsin. Right. And they get to the bus station and he's like, I, uh, I reserved a ticket. And you're like, yeah, one. He's like, Oh, f- oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> like, so they had to go back and wait. Oh, you're coming too. Oh yeah, I forgot I have a girlfriend Shit. now. But like yeah, he had to go like wait for two days in the hotel. They didn't like so they had to like go out and get food and just go hide basically for two days. Right. So yeah, like this guy was not he was not masterful planning about any of this stuff. No, no, they had about two days, I guess, of bliss and freedom. And then when they went to the go to John's, you know, they were arrested, like we mentioned earlier yeah. in the show. <laughs> Pretty shortly afterwards. So. To the trials, right? So after the disclosure of how Dee Dee had treated Gypsy all those years, sympathy for her as the victim of a violent murder rapidly shifted more to her daughter as a long-term victim of child abuse. While the charge of first-degree murder can carry the death penalty under Missouri law or life without parole, county prosecutor Dan Patterson soon announced he would not seek it for either Gypsy or Godijan, calling the case extraordinary and unusual. After her attorney obtained her medical records from Louisiana, he secured a plea bargain to second-degree murder for Gypsy. And in July of 2015, 
She accepted the plea bargain agreement and was sentenced to 10 years in prison, eligible for parole in 2024, which is now and she's free. Yeah, it is that, 2024. That went by super it. fast. Yeah. yeah, apparently she even <laughs> talks about how like in like in Missouri there is no like accessory to murder. So she since she wasn't the one who actually did the killing, so she yeah. like, she doesn't get like ex- she doesn't get the same nearly the same sentence as Gojon John does. Interesting. How do you feel about that? It is kind of questionable. There's I kind of like, like said, that though, because like well, in some cases, the accessory to the murder is not fair, right? Like where maybe uh, a young guy is inducted into a gang, right, and he's made to drive, and they go out places. He's like, where are we going? He's like, just drive or whatever, and then they pull up on somebody, shoot somebody, somebody dies in a drive by. I don't think the guy driving should go to prison for life. No, I don't think so either. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, is there a level of like second degree, third degree? Because that's usually what when mur- when murder comes into like pre-planned, accidental crime of passion. Oh yeah, like, it's a it's a crazy world. So yeah, for her only getting ten years after this, this is where a lot of the public opinion has actually started to sway on Gypsy Rose after she's gotten out of prison. Right, and she was just like, "Fuck Nicholas," <laughs> because Nicholas didn't fare so well. After approximately two hours of deliberation, they returned with the verdict, and Go to John was found guilty of first-degree murder and armed criminal action. And in February of 2019, he was sentenced to life in prison for the murder conviction, the only possible option since prosecutors had declined to seek the death penalty. Go to John asked Judge David Jones for leniency in the armed criminal action charge, which carries a minimum sentence of only three years, saying he had fallen blindly in love with Gypsy. But he received a sentence of 25 years on that charge to run concurrent with the life sentence. I love, I, I know it's like sarcastic, but I love when judges do that sometimes. They're like, I would appreciate it if you go leaning on that. Fuck you, 25. Bam. <laughs> right. Just, well, they just like give just you just the complete opposite. It's like, what's the minimum sentence? It's like three. What's the maximum? A fuck ton. And that's it's a very big, now. that's a very big window of right. ranges too. If you wouldn't have said anything, you would have just met you in the middle, but you fucked it up. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I can fuck you. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, there's a lot of the public opinion that has changed on Gypsy Rose. Yes, that's in the what we're going to get weeks. into. Like yeah. it's her, her getting out of prison lately. It's it's been a weird little whirlwind of someone who was like, okay, you were you were clearly the victim. Mm-hmm. You were you were vic- you were a victim from your mother, and then you took it to the extreme with her with planning her murder. Right. Now she's on like every talk show and TikTok and red carpet and like everyone's like treating her like she is a like movie star. Yeah, I don't think she deserves that. No, I think she should. I I figured she would have to like change her name and identity and whatnot. Wouldn't you think? You would think a little bit more of like a, you know, maybe eventually getting a book deal, you know, getting out of prison and like, you you know, trying to get your life back. Yeah. Like getting so get, getting back to normal, getting back to somewhat of a normal, like a normal life. And people are starting to question the fact that she, she barely made it a week out of prison before she's, you know, she's got 6 million Instagram followers. She's got, yeah. you know, she's on all these red carpets. She's got interviews out the ass. She's on, she's got book deals, you know, mm. documentary deals. Well, it's, it's rare that you get this ac- this kind of access to a person who's involved with such a crazy case though. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, people just, you know, well, we, we, we talking about it. Yeah. And that's where people you know, are starting it, to it question. It it's like, okay, was this girl, yes, she was a victim, or did that victim mentality then go into manipulative murderer? Mm-hmm. Because yes, you you were a victim. It's clear that your mother had like Munchausen's by proxy and was almost torturing you your whole life. Yeah. But is that therefore justified for you to get someone to brutally kill your mother and then you only get ten years in prison while that person gets twenty like gets life? Right. So. I mean, are there other ways to get out of this? Even though it was planned, I still consider it more of crime of passion. It's just that Gypsy was probably literally too weak to to pull this off herself because of the conditions. Yeah, she was way too scared, way too weak. Yeah, but also too weak. Her mother kept her on these medications and wasn't didn't have her on a good diet, fed her whatever she wanted, food with not enough nutrients for her for Mm -hmm. her age. She kept her weak and small. Yeah. And feeble. Like, she wasn't able to do this. That's why I think it's more of a crime of passion. I think if Gypsy could have snapped and stabbed her mom herself, she probably would have. But then, yeah, it's like, if that's if a crime she was of passion. Strong enough. Yeah. But then you have to wonder, it's like, how much of this was manipulation? Because then again, you see how she just kind of dumps Go to John mm-hmm. in prison immediately. She's like, yeah, no, I don't love him anymore. 
and like yeah. go to John is giving interviews. Well, she never did, to be fair, and she and said just, he was creepy. He just well, that's very convenient for her to say now, like Absolutely. after the fact. It's like, no, this guy's always been creepy to me. He was more of the manipulator. He was more of the aggressor. And it's like, yeah, was he, or were you the kind of manipulator, manipulative person to yeah. convince someone like go to John, who's already unstable, to do something like this, right? And like I said, wow. it's people have had a lot of mixed opinions on her since she's got out to be like, should you really be blowing up this much with fame as as someone who was in prison for murder? Right. Like it was, yes, you killed your mother after being abused for a bunch of years, but that's not exactly justice sometimes, right. you know. Exactly. But, well, we're going to get to hear her side, though. You know, we're going to get to hear her side all out. But here's the thing. At this point, now that she's served her time in... Her mother's dead. Go to John's in prison. The story is whatever she says it is now, which mm-hmm. is frustrating. Yeah. You know, it really is. Um, not saying that uh, I think her mother didn't do this to her. There's so much evidence of that. Oh, my God. But still, there's just so much to come out. But during Gypsy's time behind bars, she began a pen pal relationship with a man named Ryan Anderson, whom she married while she was still incarcerated. And since her release, she has been promoting her new documentary, The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose, which first aired on the Lifetime Network on January 5th. The documentary follows Gypsy during her time in prison, as well as her relationship with Ryan and her return to civilian life after her sentence is over. She gives detailed accounts of her mother's treatment of her, as well as other factors that influence her actions, like accusations of sexual abuse from her grandfather, which we really didn't talk much about today. Gypsy plans to continue telling her story of survival so that she can find a way to heal as well as help others in similar situations. With her now ex-boyfriend still behind bars, Gypsy hopes that she and her new husband, Ryan, can live a somewhat normal life after everything that she has been through. Gotta love a happy ending, Andy. Right? She wants to tell the story correctly and do these things. And yeah, like tell- and just live a happy life. Like you I know? said, but it is it is a weird amount of fame that you've gotten in a very short amount of time. Like very I said. Very short amount of time. Six million Instagram followers. She plays her cards right. She'll never have to work again just with this, just because of this story. I mean, to an extent, I, I remember we were talking about beforehand, me and Michael were talking off the show about how she was saying she, she hasn't seen the movie The Act yet. Um, which understandable, you probably don't want to relive that, but she was saying that she wanted like another movie made. And she's like, I think Millie Bobby Brown should play me in that movie. And it's like, you know what? How about you just be happy that you got Joey King? <laughs> like I'm looking at the side-by-sides right. here and, and uh, they did a good job. <laughs> right, right. It's still too flattering. But, I said, you're not, no. you're not getting that Stranger Things money, girl. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. 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 Well, I'm interested. I'm interested to hear the things that that she changes, right? She's got to come out. She's got to expose some type of new information. I just hope that this grandfather thing is not that. You know, I hope she's not throwing a, you know, a past relative under the bus just to add to the story. Yeah, I I don't know much about that. I saw something about him. I couldn't confirm anything about that. That's why it's not in the timeline. Yeah, I saw like a TikTok about that and something about her mentioning it one time and her grandfather like refuting it or something, but it wasn't either. There's no real documentation or evidence to prove any of that at this point. Mm -hmm. I figured as much. Well, you know what there is documentation to prove, Andy? That Oh My Gaia is an amazing natural deodorant. Yes! Oh, damn it! We didn't get to use my fresh comments, it's but still. <laughs> Can we take it to the top? It's <laughs> Maybe next week, Andy. Uh, but it's right there on the website, guys. Oh My Gaia has tons of amazing reviews and tons of scents to choose from. If you don't know what Oh My Gaia is, it's an innovative all-natural deodorant, fragrance, and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum-free products. Their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor-causing bacteria while still maintaining effectiveness. And like I said, tons of scents, guys, from vanilla, cherry almond, sandalwood, lavender, lemongrass, Egyptian musk, coconut, dreamsicle, one of my favorites, leather, lumberjack, honeysuckle, fireside, bergamot, amber, pear, sweet pea, sailor, barbershop, and of course, we have our very own, very own trademark uh, scent. It's not trademarked. I don't think. I should don't know. be. <laughs> it should be. But it's True Crime Pine, and if you don't know where to start, start there. Tell Wendy the True Crime Guys sent you. And because you're True Crime Guys listeners, you can use the word creeper for 15% off your order. That's C-R-E-E-P-E-R for 15% off your order at shop underscore oh my guy on Instagram or ohmygaia.com. That's O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A dot com. I think it was a good plug, Michael. You like that? I think you did a great job. I've done that plug once or twice, Andy. You know, I feel like it just rolls with the tongue for you at this point. It really does. Sometimes I feel like I'm an autopilot. I look at that. I'm like, I'm almost done with this this ad already. Wow. I feel like I just started. It's like singing your ABCs for you at this point. (laughs) It's like the happy birthday song or something. Yeah. But guys, 
that is our uh, our very first ever re- revision of a case. Maybe we'll do this again, Andy. Maybe we'll revisit some of those older ones um, as they pop up. Or we still haven't done. Uh, we still got a few big hitters though that we haven't hit. You know, I hate to redo cases when we haven't done cases like Samuel Little. You yeah, there's still a few heavy hitters out um, that we haven't touched on. Yeah, we uh, we need to cover that. Charles Manson, even. You know, oh, it's, we it's always s- been in the future. <laughs> and he might stay there. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he's finally dead now. I mean, we can kind of get like, you know, a complete story. I got to read that new book. I got to read that new book, uh, Chaos. On, uh, and then we'll we'll go from there. But anyways, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, please, wherever you're listening on podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube, or if you've been subscribed on YouTube, please subscribe, hit that like button, all that good stuff, even though this episode does not have a video associated with it. There are tons of video episodes on the YouTube account if you would like to partake in our content in that form. Mm-hmm. And we're also putting up shorts and clips from past episodes all the time, so be sure to follow us on social media, at True Crime Guys, wherever you are. Also, we got some music available on Spotify or Apple Music or Pandora or whatever the hell you listen to these days. Uh, was it Deezer? iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Whatever you guys are into, uh, we got music out there. Look up True Crime Guys, and we have a couple albums and a couple uh, singles available as well. Every now and then, if I if I like my intro song, then I, I put it up there. You know, if you guys like it, I don't really give a shit. If I like it, I put it up there. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. If there's a past intro song that you guys would like released on Spotify, let me know, and I'll see what I can do. But, all right, I think that's pretty much it. Andy, you got anything? I don't think so, Michael. All right, guys. Well, I guess we'll see you next week for another uh, regular True Crime Guys case. Until then, just keep on creeping. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (coughs) Give me a check one, two. Check one, two. Hello. Check three, four. Check three, four. One, two, one, two. Hot, two, two. Hot, two, two. All right. Sounds good. Some pretty good graphing there. <laughs> get that biggies or get that Bismarcky cameo. <laughs> All right, headphones on today. This sounds good. Sounds, sounds good. Sounds old school. It does. It does. Sounds like a relaxed fit. Check, check. All right. Initially denied that she had anything to do with her mother's murder, and acted. Did I write? <laughs> Anecdote. <laughs> During the period in which Dee Dee was staying with them. <laughs> you could have picked that up, in. Oh, well, <laughs> <that might. laughs> oh, shit. Wolverine moment. You gonna pick that shit up? <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, she also went through multiple surgeries, including procedures on her eyes and removal of her sal- uh, salivary. 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 <laughs> she also went through multiple surgeries, including procedures on her eyes and removable. <laughs> removable. Do you have removable salivary glands? Mustache hair in my mouth. Mustache hair. Classic. All right.